just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Sophie and I'm obsessed with One Tree Hill. (laughs) And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode 17, Something I Can Never Have. My half brother, my half brother, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's gank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit and stick with it. Now you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. <laughs> bye bye, bye bye. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. In this episode, Lucas, Payton, and Brooke try anything to get Brooke to not move to California with her parents. Lucas ultimately succeeds as his mother convinces Brooke's parents to let her stay in Lucas's old room. Keith finds out the truth about Jules because he walks in on Karen and Lucas talking about it. After a confrontation and a physical fight with Anne, Keith sadly leaves Tree Hill. Nikki returns to Tree Hill and informs Jake that she now has full custody of Jenny since Jake missed a court hearing while he was away. With Andy's help, Jake decides to fight Nikki for custody. Anna finds out that Felix was the one who spray-painted Peyton's locker. Anna informs Peyton and Principal Turner about the locker. Peyton informs Brooke about the locker which then causes Brooke to angrily dump Felix. Principal Turner informs Felix's parents about the locker, which causes Felix to be sent to military school. Bye, Felicia. Nathan travels to see Haley on tour because he misses her. On the way, he recalls memories of their relationship. Once he arrives at Haley's show, Nathan tells Haley that he still loves her, that he will support her on tour, and that he wants to stay married. Haley is at a loss for words and is overwhelmed. Eventually, she tells Nathan that she feels that they rush things and doesn't know if she can be with Nathan. Nathan also notices that Haley is not wearing her wedding ring. Their conversation is interrupted by a tour manager because it's Haley's turn to perform at the show. Haley leaves Nathan to go perform but tells him to wait for her. Nathan does not wait. He decides to leave the show and sadly takes off his wedding ring on his drive home. 
So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 17, Something I Can Never Have. Sophie, we are here, and guess what? Dom is not, so we are alone. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. How are you? I'm very good. Just to touch on the the fact that I what we just spoke about. So Dom is not here tonight. It's uh well it's actually afternoon, but uh he's had some personal things come up. All positive, nothing to worry about, really really great things. Uh but it just means that he wasn't able to make it and we couldn't sort of make it work. But we're taking this as a unique opportunity with his permission to make this a spoiler episode so sophie and i are going to talk all through this episode but we're going to talk about all the spoilers with it and then dom is specifically not going to listen back to this podcast until somewhere in 2025 where he's able to listen to it so 2025 version of dom this is for you my friend and also you know for all of the listeners so hopefully it'll be like a, a fun spin if there is anyone out there that is listening that somehow is spoiler free then i apologize you're gonna have to skip this episode um but before we get to any of that, Sophie, you're in Australia. Where whereabouts in I Australia am. are you? In Sydney. Okay. Specifically Cronulla, if you know it. <laughs> I've been to Sydney once and it's lovely. Mm. I could tell you no places there. That is fine. I've, I'm the same with London. I know London and that's it. <laughs> then good. We both, we both have the yeah. same sort of knowledge <laughs> geographically of our areas, kind of. But, um, so you're in Australia. I, One Tree Hill, the box set in Australia, I don't know if this is just consistent, but is different to that. The artwork is different to the like US UK version. Like, did you know this? I haven't noticed, but now that I think about it, because you've posted on Instagram, right? the mm-hmm. DVDs, I think I have noticed that it is different. But um, Yeah, I think on the Australian one, it's got more like, there's like a basketball backboard on it or something like that. Like I've seen it somewhere. I thought it was cool. But tell us about One Tree Hill. Like when did you first watch it? And then, you know, how is it, what about it has made it have this staying power with you? So speaking of DVDs, um, I started watching when I was 12 years old. So I just started high school and what I used to do is I used to go to the the video shop, we call it, and just pick the first DVD I saw and I would start TV series just at any season, which makes no sense. And the first season I ever watched was season three. I just grabbed season three and watched it, which as you can, as you know, imagine starting from season three, episode one all the flashbacks, it just made no sense. <laughs> yeah. But, um, from there I became obsessed. I loved it. Um, I would watch it with my mom as well. And I've just seen it probably once a year ever since. So, okay. Hang on. We have to unpack this further. So when you were 12, <laughs> at what yes. point in the run is it in real time? Like what, what epi- what season is airing on TV at that time? Oh, okay. So that would have been 2008. 
So season four was airing, I think. Okay. Okay. So then once you... So did you watch season one, uh, season three? Did you then go back and do one and two and then catch and then start watching in real time? I think so. It's hard to remember, but um, yeah, I was just obsessed. And I even remember I'd sometimes I'd finish the season when you'd rent the DVD for a week and then I'd watch it again before I'd return it. <laughs> in <Yeah>. a week? <laughs> I know. I couldn't do that anymore, but... Um, yeah. I love that. Well, I I used to work in uh, in Blockbuster. You had Blockbuster over there, right? We did. Yeah. That was like my student my student job. Um and I loved it and we used to get free rentals and towards the end of like my run when I was like coming to the, to the end of like my education I was I started watching like the OC from there. Um that was that was like pre One Tree Hill. It was kind of almost Mm. a stepping stone into it and I used to I used to do that I was like I've got a week to watch this season I've got to get through it um but yeah it's funny when you're younger you you just have so much more time and then all of this horrible boring adulthood stuff Mm. comes in and it takes up our tv time and it's a tragedy it is (laughs) (laughs) oh I could watch tv series just over and over love that well now you watch, then you've watched it once a year since then. So what are we saying then? You've maybe watched it over ten times. Yeah, I, it has to be. Although I've only seen, which is probably pretty common, seven, eight, and nine, only like three times. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen season nine twice. And I've watched it all yeah. the way through five times. Like season nine mm. still feels new to me. <laughs> me too, actually. And thinking about the cod- podcast got me thinking about that. And I think I don't want to watch season nine over and over again, even though I love it. I think because I always, I don't know, I think because it's really hard to finish it and know that it's over. Mm-hmm. And I still want that last bit to kind of be, a surprise yeah totally uh, my my wife and i have watched the u.s office probably about seven or eight times all the way through but only watched the last episode twice because then we don't want to submit that it's finished I'd rather just go back to the beginning so i get that exactly but speaking of which well hang on let's finish one tree hill first so what would you say your favorite all-time one tree hill season is and who is your all-time favorite character season three hands down um i'm glad i can be more passionate about season three now without dom sorry dom (laughs) (laughs) because i was always afraid of um over hyping season three too much especially in front of dom and then he gets there and he thinks, oh, this isn't that good. But season three, without a doubt, is my favorite. I just think it's just a um, flawless season just from start to finish. It's just, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to love it. I think he's going to love all of it. I think he's going to really love some of the, like, absolute craziness. Like, when we can talk all about it. Oh, I can't this. wait. When, like like clay like loses his mind and then finds his own child in like a care home that he's in and all of this kind of ridiculousness 
I think he's going to love it because he he kind of loves stuff like that. Like I know that he will like it. And they would be the episodes that would be the funnest to listen to because everyone will think just what are they going to think about this? <laughs> and uh my well, one of my favorite episodes of the entire show is when Dan has Nathan's mistress alleged mistress you know the woman that's trying to like extort money out of him in like maybe season five or season six something like that and he and dan brings her on to his like talk show and like works out that she's lying through like you know facial expressions and whatever i absolutely love that episode i love any episode where dan gets to redeem himself in some sort of way i love me too. Actually, I'm pretty sure I chose that episode for season seven for me to come on. Serendipitous. I love that. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's that's the sort of episode that I would definitely reach out to Paul Johansson and ask to come on to talk about. So you never know. He, he might just be in the waiting room and just pop in. So Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... So speaking of which, who would you say your favourite character is? Yes. So Peyton is my oh. favourite. Um, unpopular opinion, I know. Um, but Lucas is a close second, which is Okay. Rare. Okay. This podcast actually made me realise I thought Lucas was so much more liked. I thought everyone loved him the same way you loved him. But no. no I was very taken back by that. Me too. I'm really shocked <laughs> by it. I thought it was obviously him. His are uh, he is arguably our main protagonist. We see he gets most screen time pretty much, you know, I know it's evened out a little bit, but we were introduced to the show through his perspective. Um so yeah, I, I agree. I don't and I, I a lot of people say he's selfish, he's a flawed character, he you know, they hold on to what he did with Brooke and Peyton, but that's a real character. That's a real type person. We all do dumb stuff and we all make mistakes and we all, you know, And but I think what no one can uh, negate is that he has a good heart. Like, he's well-intentioned. He wants to do well by people, you know. Always. Always. But, so why Peyton? I was thinking about this and I think it's because I related to her the most. So I grew up as an only child and I suppose in my spare time, I was really passionate about music and I love to draw. So I just, I think I just related to Peyton on that level. I I really, that doesn't mean that she doesn't annoy me well you know i really am enjoying peyton in this season particularly this second half so much more i mean she's and talking about it at length you know with with people really makes really changes your opinion on on things and as much as she really frustrated me in the first season I can't. She, she's been one of my favorites in this season. Like all of the stuff with what happened to her locker, which and we get to talk more about that uh, in this episode. 
but uh she's like so strong she's so good by other people um really supportive to to anna even though anna like treated her poorly um and and yeah and she's and it's nice to see her happy and when you think about the fact that her dad isn't there she's alone most of the time and you know her her mum passed away and all of these other things and factors like yeah i i get why people really like her but as long as people are willing to admit she can have she has some obnoxious annoying moments obnoxious probably isn't the right word um i reserve that for jake but (laughs) which i got i got told off (laughs) i got told off on uh on instagram by someone about that uh yesterday and then magdaleno (laughs) she runs our twitter and um she's been using our own twitter to like slander me and dom about our opinions like in like a jokey fun way and she posted something and brian greenberg actually liked it so oh no (laughs) that's crazy yeah he's he's really hard to get hold of i've been trying to get hold of him on instagram to try and bring him on but yeah that'd be great um so back to peyton and admitting that you know she has her downfalls because of this podcast your podcast i recently rewatched all of it up to season seven but um (laughs) And when I watched season five this time, I just could not stand Peyton. She is terrible in season five. Just with the whole Lindsay thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just, yeah, she's selfish and she's just so mature and it's just the Peyton that I don't like. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think that's the season, that's the season when they get stuck in the library, right? Mm. That... Is that where the, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. Was from. Yeah. That's it. She's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I can't wait. But yeah, she is really, she's really annoying in that season and really mean to Lindsay. Um, and mm. I think as an audience, we, we don't like Lindsay anyway, because uh, I think we're sort of led by like the writing and the way it's shot to feel like we want Peyton and, and Lucas to, to be together but the reality is is that she did nothing wrong and actually she's like really nice and she goes out of her way to try and be friends with Peyton this is so cool that we can talk about this stuff by the way this I is... know <laughs> yeah what are you going to uh, tell everyone that I've actually replaced Dom <laughs> that's that's true we've just Coming we're up? just trying to ease people in with personal things yeah no he's gone you'll never hear from him again so <laughs> thank god <laughs> always bringing us down with his antics and not crying at things oh god okay this <laughs> i know that we've only just met so uh this is i mean potentially embarrassing to admit but i i watched this episode i rewatched it this morning uh at about 20 past six in the morning because i have to i have to get up crazy early because of because of my son and that is early for me. Like I'm the sort of guy that would wake up like, you know, 8.45 and feel like I still haven't slept enough. But uh, <laughs> you're like that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just never enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, never enough. Not at all. But, uh, so I don't know whether it was because it was early in the morning and I'm watching it or because and, you know, I was sort of up a bit late last night or whatever. Um 
but it got me i the tears came they they came at uh can you guess what moment the episode this episode mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah obviously oh what moment anna yep painted on me yep that was it yeah yeah mm. it really got me because she went through she's gone through so much and she was like finally admitting it and admitting it to someone that wasn't accepting it you know like it's not just like she wasn't just like admitting it to someone that's indifferent or when she said it to like mouth or to lucas and they've been like sort of welcoming with it it was like saying it to the face of someone that's kind of got like hatred it feels like towards mm. that community or or his own insecurities around it or whatever uh and I thought she it was a really great performance by her. Like she like um it's uh Danielle Alonso. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but she gives um she, like watching this back and with the podcast, she's like up there now with like one of my favorites. Um mm. what was your opinion it was, of her? I really like Anna. Um Wait, but sorry. in saying that Sorry to interrupt you, but unexpectedly Dom has just entered the waiting room. <laughs> so, hang on one second. We're bringing me. I don't That's know okay. if that. I don't know if that. We've got pause the spoilers. Oh, there he is! <laughs> you elusive little Hello. man. Where? What are you doing? <laughs> we were just talking about you. We were just what talking about how much we hate you. It was crazy. So <laughs> much. Sophie was going off like crazy. Uh-huh. I had a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> How are we doing? I'm so sorry that Hi, Tom. I, I'm not able to make it for the whole podcast, but um, I have a, a little gap between meetings and I really wanted to, to pop in and say hello and join in and give everyone the full immersive experience of <laughs> Simon and Dom podcasting. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know I didn't know that you this is this is news to me as well. I didn't know that Dom was going to pop in. So this is this is a perfect surprise. So firstly, Dom, Sophie, Sophie, Dom. Absolutely. Hello. Nice to meet you. you too. I can't believe it. <laughs> the Dom. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. Well, Dom, to, how how long have you got? um i could probably squeeze 30 minutes oh okay that's a good amount okay so sophie let's let's pause and let's come back to that exact point in 30 minutes time Uh, i think you were saying something about how his dom's voice drives you crazy and you just skip through his part yeah we'll come back to that part yeah (laughs) good (laughs) jump forward jump forward (laughs) (laughs) well dom this episode is Episode 17, Season 2, Something I Can Never Have. Sophie, what character would you like us to start with? Felix. I just really want to get him out of the way. Fair, fair. So, Felix, what a prick. Dom, tell us about Felix in this episode. Just quickly, have you got all the small talk out of the way? You've done all of that? Not all yeah. of it. We've, oh, I'm going to okay. go. I'll go back and we'll finish it off when uh, we, we'll want to use your 30 minutes for the One Tree Hill parts, and then we'll go back and because uh, I still haven't asked Sophie, you know, top favorite TV show. We're barely scratching the surface. <laughs> um, right? Can someone just very quickly remind me where Felix starts? 
Oh, I, I Anna know. Anna finds the shirt. Anna finds the red, like, shirt Conveniently. covered in. Yeah, it's just sort of happens to be the- left on the top of a box in the garage, right? <laughs> that she mm-hmm. sort of stumbles up- upon. And she goes and pretty much goes and launches it at, at Felix and says, what the hell, it was you, we know it was you. So we now find out that Felix is actually the one that has written uh, a very nasty, horrible word across uh, Payne's locker. Um, and he is the one. And obviously this is going to stir up some emotion and feeling between him and his sister, as his sister has recently opened up to a couple of characters and has come out as being gay or bisexual, however she wishes to to express it and label it. Is that right? Spot on, my friend. Rocking what? and rolling. <laughs> well, Sophie, what, what are your thoughts on Felix and his douchery in this episode? He's just a child. Everything is just all about him. Yeah, classic Felix. He puns it all on Anna, saying that it just all goes back to those rumours at the last school and how she's to blame. I was going to say, he lost his hoe girlfriend, as Brooke called her, from his last school, you know, so he's hurting. Mm. Uh, It's nice to see a programme of this kind of era and, I mean, One Tree Hill has done it before, but it kind of opens up that conversation and pushes those boundaries a little bit because kind of in that day and age, I don't remember it ever really being a topic of conversation on TV, certainly not over here in the UK. It's it's kind of something that you didn't, you didn't always necessarily see or see like teenagers coming out as, as, as being, you know, homosexual or bisexual, or, you know, again, whatever label they, they wish to choose from. Um, not that they are a label either, but it, it's kind of it's nice to sort of watch a program knowing when it came out so this is like 2003 slash four by this point right nearly five um and it's been brought up as as a fairly like comprehensive issue and wanting to shed light on it and the fact that acceptance is the right way and the only way and it's it's nice to see that because there's still things in the news now where that isn't happening and isn't a thing and it's it's still a trouble and that this show has kind of proven that it was being talked about a long time ago and it's, it's shocking that it's still being talked about and it isn't just na- nature but yeah it's nice that it's been highlighted yeah i think i think it handles this quite well and and like you said i think for the time this was probably good like a sort of step ahead and but as we've said even though that was only a what i don't know 16 years ago or something that even now that could be handled, it could be handled better. I mean, I think that storyline is really good, but we've said, you know, previously there's hardly any diversity amongst the cast. Um, and I mean, I think that gets a bit better as we go on. Uh, maybe not actually, but yeah, I think <laughs> I'm just remembering. No, not really. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, if it was shot now, we, we would we would hope that, that that would change. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think this was handled handled pretty well. Uh, Sophie, Felix, uh, it comes out about, you know, to, to Brooke. And, uh, you know, he's not only in the doghouse, the dog has been put down. I mean, what did you make of all of this? Sophia Bush did a great job in that scene going off at him. What is that line she says? She says, I hope you crawl in your hole and die there. Yeah. Which is brutal, but well-deserved. 
she had one of my favorite lines of the episode in that rant where she's like i didn't know i lived next door to a grand wizard (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny it's good that it doesn't really give you options of who you can side with is it's there's absolutely no kind of second thought about um anna's right brooke's right peyton's right you're just immediately led down that path there's no oh you know maybe felix was misguided and you just immediately hate him you immediately know he's done something wrong you immediately think he's a total dick so that's what i like about it (laughs) and he doesn't really take any responsibility for it does he he even tries to make excuses when he talks to brooke just oh i wasn't in a good place and all things like that but yeah there's just an excuse for everything yeah i mean he even says to anna it's like better her than you you know and just just complete uh tunnel vision of uh and just lack of regard to anybody else's feelings i mean we get we get the moment as well where another another great line where principal turner he goes into principal turner's office and he says you know sit down close the door is the one that doesn't have dyke written on it it's so good and his delivery is so good like i love his voice his voice is so perfect like i want him to read me stories i just want him to narrate for me i just want him around he he should have a podcast because his voice is delightful i really want to get him on the podcast so i looked him up and he's like a really like big time producer now um maybe he was then who knows but yeah he's big in the game so probably not going to happen we're a big time podcast so sure you know we're going to be doing him a favor if anything yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean yeah sophie you've watched one tree hill many many times principal turner how do you feel about him i like him although i think i remember feeling a bit annoyed at him in that recent episode with peyton when she, when when it's first painted on her locker, he he doesn't seem to have much sympathy. He's, he's just very about being professional as a principal. Yeah, it like he, it he, he has that great line, doesn't he? At that at that moment, where it's like I'm no stranger to a, oppression, or you're like oppression isn't new to me. That something along those lines. Um, that's true, but but, but it doesn't he, mean he, that's okay. It doesn't mean it's right. No, no, absolutely. Mm. I completely agree with you. He doesn't, he doesn't really deal with that in the right way, but he does have this fantastic voice. I think the, um, his phrasing of it's close the door or what, what does he say? Say it again in this one. I think he says, close, he says, yeah, can you close the door? It's the one that doesn't have Dyke written on it. We should put close the door in his voice and then just insert you doing an impression of saying, listen to our fucking podcast or something like that. <laughs> i just to say i feel uncomfortable saying using that word by the way i just uh i'm quoting i'm quoting i mean i don't it like i don't it doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth just gonna put it out there it's such a that's such a dated phrase as well i i don't think i've ever heard that be used besides in this show you know is it even used as an insult anymore no, I, I th- the the first time I heard it in probably about 
15 years was watching it in that episode a few weeks ago. So, you know, at least we've evolved a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. So Felix uh, has his, he has a confrontation with Anna right at the end. We were just sort of talking a little bit about this. Um, Sophie was saying how it like made her emotional. She cried. And I was saying how I was just stone faced. Like it didn't affect me at all. Um, I'm not sure what to believe anymore if that's true (laughs) Simon sobbed (laughs) bless his little heart (laughs) did did it make you emotional Sophie it does yeah are you one to cry at things I find it really satisfying crying in a TV show is that just me well not Tom but he doesn't cry. <laughs> but I love to cry. It's <laughs> um, but no, I definitely tend to cry in TV shows and just just in general. But it feels so good to get it out. A release, yeah. I mm. I I agree. Sometimes I cry because I can relate to it, and then other times I just cry because it's sad. And One Tree Hill did a great job with it with a sad song and a montage. They do that very well. I mean, Dom, when you watched it back, any emotion from the Tin Man? Uh, no, not really. Like, specifically around um, that, like, that situation or just yeah. in general? Well, <laughs> like, in general, I've, 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 well, I've never shed a tear over One Tree Hill and I, I can't see myself ever do you know what i had a thought about this the other day and i thought maybe maybe when we're there live doing our our podcast in 2025 the last the last one that might shed a tear but you might have to like stamp on my foot or something (laughs) (laughs) well sophie are we are you coming with us 2025 can you can we make it happen yes i've been thinking this from the start as soon as you said that i will be there I love it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we hope, we hope, um, I can't remember if Kat said she's going to come or not. Uh, and Nicole, they're like the two other Australians that have just, you know, in my mind. So it's like if we could get people from, you know, countries that can like, you know, get on the same flights and then we all convene in like, we come and wait for you with a sign that says Ravens podcast. Hey, like at, the, at Wilmington airport, if there is an airport there, whatever the nearest airport is. And then we all get in like, you know, like the party bus that, um, from earlier on in season two, that for Haley's like, um, bachelorette party, like we get in that and we're all in there and we're partying. And then we get pulled over and there's a mechanic, but actually it's a stripper. Me and Dom got a little stripper going, Hey, he's stripping. <laughs> Dom gets involved. I put baby oil on Dom. Dom's shaking around, you know. Getting greased up. (laughs) Yeah, we start throwing some, like, $1 bills at Dom. He gets offended. He cries. We all see him cry. But it's like a shameful cry, so we're not happy about it. (laughs) Oh, shameful cry is a thing. (laughs) That that might happen. (laughs) But but then we've all, we've, like, hired 
Dan Scott's beach house, the actual one they use in the show. And we've got it for like a long weekend, like a five day weekend because we're at the convention for like two days. We pull up to the convention. We've got like a roped velvet like section of trick for us and all of our Raven listeners and people. And we're all in there just popping bottles, just living life, you know, and Paul Johansson's in there. I'm wearing his jacket. He's like, oh, nice jacket. He tries to put it on. I'm like, ha, Paul, I had it tailored. It's for me now. Get your hands off my jacket. And, uh, you know, we just have a good time. Are you in? It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I'm not saying that sounds like fun. I'm confirming that it will be fun because it will happen. It's becoming like a, a do or die event, isn't it? We absolutely have to go. <laughs> we definitely have to do this Simon can you imagine if everyone bails and I'm just there on my own just like up in the corner just so shy I can't speak to anyone just looking at my feet and uh and then someone comes over I'm wearing Paul's jacket and someone spills like red wine on it you know and I have to go into the bathroom and throw cocaine at a mirror like a Peyton moment you know what what was it that Tesco's employee spat at you like sausage roll or something (laughs) <laughs> something some sort of meat flew onto my jacket yeah with Sophia Bush is going to spit sausage rolls at you <laughs> I'm concerned that my life it sounds too tragic like um Tahani wrote in on Tahani wrote in on Patreon earlier today and oh, oh. <laughs> just she just but are you okay <laughs> <laughs> she was like there's so much to unpack here and she was like quoted something where i said something like yeah i was heartbroken that you know we were dating other people and then i think she slept with my best friend on my 18th birthday but anyway and she was like that was just such a nothing sentence but there was like so much like sort of nonchalant she was saying maybe we could make like a teen drama of these stories and i said it could be called keeping up appearances (laughs) So we can write that fan fiction. Yeah. Dom, you got any time to share anything? I'm going to push um, you to share on every episode now. I've I've done I've shared over the last two. Let's let's think if there's anything anything worth sharing this week. Maybe something will crop up in my next sort of 15 minutes or so. And I'll excellent. share. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um okay, sorry. Really tangented there um felix right principal turner is yes and he's oh and he ha- we have that final confrontation with anna yes and uh yeah he's going to military school great I, I, i'm guessing this is the end of felix then i'm hoping that this we see him shipped off on a bus crew cut all his hair gone before he's even Chris got Keller. to military school <laughs> shoved on a bus see you later he yeah kisses chris on the way out um and and that's it he's gone military school we'll never see him again anna and the parents will fade away slowly and i'll have a couple of more episodes she'll see out the end of to the end of season two and then i don't think we'll see her again i can't see her lasting i'll be gutted Um, if she's in it till nine (laughs) i'm just gonna spoil it dom but actually the next episode is the start of felix's spin-off and oh. the next six seasons evolve around Felix. I hope so. it. I hope the season's been off. It's called "How to Get the Shit Kicked Out of You in Military School." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds entertaining. 
it's actually it's actually called one crew hill it like changes and it's all about him being part of a like an army crew but also because they all have crew cuts like you alluded to so yeah nice well i'm down for podcasting that one too and he actually goes in the prison and uh his cellmates with teabag from prison break so oh god (laughs) gone full circle (laughs) have you seen prison break sophie i haven't no You'd like it, I think. Well, that sounds like... Just sounds so like, thr- throwing that out there. It's a great show. It's a great... I think anyone that likes One Tree Hill would like Prison Break. You'd think that they wouldn't relate, but it's character-driven, it's emotional, you definitely cry in Prison Break. Um, it's good times. All right, Dom, if we've only got, like, 10 minutes with you, can you... Do you want to, um like, give us, like, your predictions on, like, go through the characters and give us your quick predictions, and then uh, Sophie and I will unpack it, you know, in more detail? Sure. I, ha- I have to be honest. I, I only managed to watch this one a-, a week ago, so I haven't had a chance um to really revisit, but I will give it a bloody good go, if that's all right. Yeah. Um. So I know that... Nikki's turned up, has threatened legal action, said that she's been to court and a judge and blah, 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 and you can smell her a mile off. <laughs> and she, she absolutely ponging. <laughs> I'm going to throw that in there. I'm not sure anyone knows the word ponging. We'll, we'll just, we'll just chuck it I don't out think there. I've heard that for like about 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bring it, bringing it back. <laughs> she pongs. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, well done. So nice. I actually think she has been to a judge. She has got some sort of legal documentation that says that Jenny is now her property, <laughs> I guess. Um, or like legally, she's the guardian parent and has full custody. And Jake will hopefully go through a bit of a, bit of a battle. But I think Nikki is going to use the whole running away scenario and use Peyton like against them in this whole scenario and make it really difficult for Jake to have access, um, which isn't nice. I actually thought her return in the shadows was, was really good. I actually really, I thought it was really, really good. And when, like you said that, um, what's her face? Jenny says mummy or mama or something like that. And I, I hadn't quite heard that. So if that's true, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that's a really good sort of um, kind of shock moment that that would get the again no one's going to understand this but that would get the duff duffs in eastenders wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah oh, the diff diff is like they, every episode they have a cliffhanger it's a soap opera like a neighbors or home away or whatever and uh every episode ends with a cliffhanger and then the music that goes to the the credit starts with a duff, duff, you thought I was going to stop? No. Right, what I'd really like you to do is in in post-production of this episode is put in the actual EastEnders theme tune because that's that's pretty good. I'd much rather listen to that than the, the Travis debacle.
Um, right. Keith Keith has gone on a crazy wild bender, hasn't he? He's absolutely gone mental. He's um, thrown the thing through the window in the office, the wheel through the window in the office, had a little roll around on the floor with Dan, um, got in a couple of good punches. Uh, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of that, but Keith is now in this world of, I, I trust no one, even though like Lucas has tried to do the right thing. And I think Karen found out very late and then tried to do the right thing. So if anything, it looks better on Karen than anyone else. Um, even though Lucas was trying to help, he'll have maybe an episode of being like a drunken mess, possibly in a dress. Um, just absolutely having no idea, you know, what he's going to do with himself in a bit of a rager. And then almost like the return of Nikki, Jules slash Emily will turn up. Uh, and it will be a, what do you want here to like, it will be tense and difficult and it'll be, oh, are you here to, you know, collect your collect your winnings, that sort of thing, you know, collect the bounty. Uh, and she'll be like, no, no, I really love you. And then it will be all happy ever after, I think. It will take, it'll take him a couple of episodes to, to settle down, but I think they'll actually be fine for a little while at least. I really hope Royal turns up at some point. There was there was a, hit, a whiff of a Royal last week. So <laughs> I'm hoping that happens again because I actually think he's he adds this crazy dynamic where Dan is like scared of him. So that's quite nice. What does a whiff of Royal smell like? It's just a, there's just an essence. I wish people could see what I was doing. <laughs> there's just an essence of, 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 like of Royal around. It's like, it's, it's like to... um, it, it's like, you know, you know, the, you know, the smell of a fire burning. That's what I think when I think Royal. That's that's what's coming at me. <laughs> Great, Sophie <laughs> comments. Was, what went through my head just then? I thought of beer for some reason. That's what Royal would smell like. Just something something strong. Shout just... out to us on Instagram, everyone. What does Royal smell like? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think he smells I, I won't like... see any of that if they do. It'll all go to you. <laughs> I think he smells kind of like uh, like whiskey and cigars. I don't think we saw him smoking cigars, but I feel like he's that kind of like old school, you know, like an old school misogynist, you know, real old school. Like, yeah, after my steak, I sit and have a whiskey and a cigar and play chess you know old school sexist misogyny oh like yeah i get that i get that and what and when he smells keith he just smells disappointment (laughs) (laughs) yeah and oil and yeah (laughs) and sweat probably because you know he's playing basketball in tims and like denim but uh and he sweats when he's nervous so uh, if anything the, you know they they're not breathable fabrics that's containing the the moisture the sweat and most importantly the odor <laughs> the odor um I still, do you want me to still pile through a couple of characters and then could leave you guys to it sure i don't want to don't want to take up all the airtime no, no, go for you it. Guys man. Have. Uh, who, who else? Who, who have we got next? We've got Nathan, Haley. Oh, okay, so Nathan and Haley. I'm not sure I could ever call them Haley again. Not until this the whole situation is dealt with, if if it ever gets dealt with. But he's 
he's taken off the the ring and has left it in his ashtray. Is that right in his car? Yeah. And he's driving. I assume he's driving home. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping that that's like a nice little head clear kind of headspace kind of thing. He's not going to come back and be get drunk and be silly and do silly things. He's kind of going to go, okay, that's paused. I'm just going to live my life. He might kind of be a bit wild again and revert to, you know, how he was before we met Haley. But I don't think that'll last long. I think he'll get bored of that um, because there's there's moments where Tim is a little bit too much for him, and it and it that we haven't had that before. Um, and I think a lot of that is is kind of Haley waking him up and making him realise that he can be a sensible person as well. You know, a bit more uh, a bit more human rather than this kind of bullying idiot um, jock type. So I actually think he'll he'll just sort of plod along for a little bit, maybe move back in with Dan, Lucas and Deb. So there's like, there is a proper little family dynamic between them. Um, and then Deb is going to be edged out. So I've said this for a little while that Dan wants to make that little triangle of him and his boys and push Deb out. And we know from the, the whole cake incident, a couple of episodes ago that, you know, one down, one to go and Deb is the target. So, um, yeah, I think Nathan will probably be on a path of moving back in with them. Haley, do some more stuff for Chris. Hopefully, she'll come back at some point and kind of mend some relationships. But I, I'm not sure when that'll be. I'm guessing. I'm guessing if they're touring in real life at this time, that she's out for a couple of episodes because she's touring the states. So, like, you know, hopefully she'll come back soon, and it will be hunky dory, happy go lucky, a wonderful life. Excellent. Well, Sophie, we're going to come. We'll, when Dom leaves, we'll unpack all of this and, uh, <laughs> and discuss how right or wrong he was. And Rip discuss him to shreds. <laughs> uh, well, the other parts of this, then you've got Lucas. Lucas. So Lucas decides not to move back with Karen, even though Karen knows the full story. Although she doesn't know about his um, medical issue. She doesn't know that he's still got the heart, that he actually has got the heart condition and that he lied. But Dan obviously does still know that. So Karen's like, you can move back in now, it's fine. And he says, no, it's that whole situation if you need to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. If I can get in, I can kind of destroy Dan from the inside. Um, or like inside his world, at least. That's, that's kind of what he's... Um, gearing up towards but i think it's self-preservation as well he doesn't want karen to find out that he um actually does have hcm so it's it's a little bit of self-preservation slash you know try and help keith help karen help deb help nathan by taking dan down dan down yeah and, uh, <laughs> got and at the end we do see that quick shot of um, Lucas sees Dan in the roof of the dealership. Yeah. Very quickly. Luke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. What did you yeah. think of that? Oh, I, I thought, you know, he had his little tin and the little tin was hidden in, in a, the bottom of a drawer and Lucas had to go and get it. And it had all these wonderful little pictures of daddy and, you know, all of that from ages ago. I thought maybe, maybe he's got like another magic little tin and it's, it's got all sorts of Dan's, secrets in it you know like serial killers always keep 
like a memento of the occasion when they've killed someone. I think every time Dan has wronged someone or gone to do something to, to wrong someone, he keeps something of that occasion or keeps some sort of proof of it, which is hopefully hopefully can be used to like massively backfire against him. But I don't know, he's a smart guy. So we shall see. I actually think Kieran is still, Kieran, I did it again, Andy, is still going to push to, um, I don't know why I do that every time. So comfortable calling him Kieran, you know, friend of the show. Not that I actually got to talk to him, but whatever. <laughs> um, I actually think that he will still like, maybe do some like sneaky little investigating because now Karen has said, oh, I need to look after Keith. She's going to, there's going to be that little bit of distance between them because it's going to be like, whoa, 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 I just told you I love you. You said you love me and now you're running off to Keith, even though he doesn't trust you now. What's what's going on? So I think the more Andy digs into Dan, the more he's going to be able to draw Karen back in maybe as an option. But yeah, that little, whatever he's putting in that ceiling, I hope we discover that on the next episode. So I'm kind of hoping on our watch along tonight, we find out. That would be super exciting. The only reason I'm going to watch tonight is for that ceiling. Whatever is in that ceiling, I want to know. You'll watch because you're contractually obliged. <laughs> How dare you? Well, I'm also hoping that whatever was in that pissing letter that they burnt on the beach will come to light one day as well. I'm still so angry that nothing has happened with that letter. Maybe the letter's in the ceiling. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Dan, Dan had a copy. <laughs> Xerox. <laughs> Um, I think last then lastly uh, for your predictions is Jake and Peyton. Jake, I kind of covered them a little bit. Um, in that I think Nikki will get access of Jenny. I think oh, it yeah. will become it will become a like either like child services or whatever they're called over there will turn up at the door with a with a cop um, to take Jenny away, and then it will be like Nikki standing outside on the pavement, and it's like here you go, hand them over. And then it will be a, I need help to get her back. Um, I really want, you, you know, Jenny, Nikki doesn't deserve her. We know Nikki doesn't deserve her, so really. But hopefully there's some sort of custody battle and it will be for joint custody. Uh, yeah, hopefully it will be for joint custody and uh, we'll go through a process of maybe a little bit go, like going to court, something like that. Hopefully Andy comes through with the help because he he offered lawyer support didn't he and kind of hoping whitey will be there every now and then for a little bit of wisdom and advice just dropping that in on drake excellent that's what he needs that's what he needs well okay so we'll call that we'll call that dom's predictions uh how much longer have you got dom uh i could do another like three or four minutes push it to five maybe Okay, well, just before Dom goes then, Sophie, do you have any questions or anything you want to throw to Dom or anything from previous episodes or anything in general? Or anything I've left off, maybe? So, on my latest rewatch of season two, it got me thinking, and I wanted to ask you both, um, but I guess I'll just ask Dom for now. Do you think Nathan still would have asked Haley to marry him if things were good with his parents, like if things were fine with Dan and Deb and he had a good that's, relationship with his family? That's that's a really, really good question. That is a really good question. It, it it does almost feel like the dysfunction in his life has pushed him to find something that will kind of set things in stone for him and make it a bit more stable. And for him, that was Haley. 
and actually there were no other options in his life nothing else he wanted to consider because she was the one and that was what he felt was the right thing to do um but it's actually really like that's a fascinating question i'm, I'm so like intrigued by that mm. and 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 it's a great question to throw out because actually i think if there's stability in his life he he might still have um chosen a Haley as a, as a girlfriend and want to better himself and stuff and you, you know all the um kind of tutoring and and so on and so forth um but i actually think they probably wouldn't have jumped into something quite so quickly yeah what a great question what what do you think do you think mm. differently i think there's there's no doubt that he loves her but i think you know because at that point in time he lost a lot like his his parents' relationship. So it was probably just a sense of security. Like, I don't have any family. You're my family now. And I'm, I'd need to lock this down. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> is that how you felt, Simon, when you proposed? I need to chain her up. <laughs> I agree. No, I, I, I think that's a great question as well. I never thought of it that way. But I was trying to envision what it would have been like if he had a good relationship or even if he just had the mm. relationship he had when at the beginning of season one where okay Dan's highly pressuring him but you know he had it all of the things he wanted and you know so it's not a good life style but he was I'm not gonna say happy at home but kind of as happy as he could be yeah I think you're right I think he would have Haley as a girlfriend all the things Dom just said but I think that he would just stay living there I because but I, so I, but I think potentially the relationship wouldn't go as far or be as close because he had to go outside of his comfort zone and then uh, lean into the relationship with more throttle to because that's all that he had. And so I think it's better that it happened this way. But I don't think it would have. I don't, yeah, I don't think he would have proposed. Um, everything that happened to him allowed him to grow, and I think that. Um, contributed to the bond that him and Haley had as well, because they went through all those things together. I think from a from a TV kind of creation point of view, this is a really good nod, at like a secret little plot line where it's like money doesn't buy you happiness. So Nathan at home with Dan with Deb has all this money. He has the cars. He can do anything he wants. He has all this freedom, but he's not happy. And then, um, you, you know, circumstances change and it gets difficult and he leaves home, struggles with cash uh, and finds it difficult. It's got just just about paying off the rent, you know, has to use money that he had saved up to put a deposit down for the place. You know, initially they even struggle for, for petrol money or gas money. And, you know, they, they're seemingly quite happy, you know, until she decides to, you know, be a total bitch and kiss Chris. But um that, <laughs> that's uh I, I think it's a it's a gentle nod that money money doesn't buy happiness you know lucas is always a fairly content character um and if you look at brooke as well she's had a you know a, a recent kind of epiphany that actually money doesn't make the world go around making like looking after people and, and helping people is is kind of is is her new driving force rather than being the rich kid so i think it's a definite it's a definite plot pusher in in recent episodes for sure <laughs> is 
is that you is that you done now dom that is me done i'm afraid i'm so sorry that i have to go but thanks for letting me join for a little while and it was brilliant to get to talk to you uh sophie and enjoy the rest of the podcast with simon and unraveling all the crap i've just come up with (laughs) (laughs) thank you it was so nice to meet you you too have fun and simon i'll see you soon and i'll see see you later tonight Watch yes, along. definitely. I won't be able to listen to this episode, will I? Because if, if you guys are talking spoilers, I will have to to miss it out. So there we you go. You can listen to it. You can listen to it on the plane <laughs> plane ride home in 2025. I will do that. <laughs> I look I look forward to that. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Thanks very much. See you later, later, man. Bye. Bye. Sophie, I'm so sorry we were so rudely interrupted. I know rudely interrupted well let's take it back let's take it back do you, do you need a break oh no i'm okay 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 um let's take it back <laughs> so before he before he jumped in uh what well, i can't remember the exact point we were talking about can you remember i'm thinking peyton or anna yeah maybe Peyton okay well let's well let's take it beyond that so top five favorite tv shows all time no particular order what we got okay so they've pretty much stayed the same for 10 years I'd say so (laughs) um One Tree Hill of course and The OC I love The OC almost as much as One Tree Hill Ooh. Yeah. Have you listened to Let's Talk OC, the podcast? That's actually how I discovered your podcast, because I listened to Let's Talk OC, and you guys were on that episode with um, Liz and Michelle. Crazy. There you go. It's like, who I, are these guys? <laughs> I, don't, I, I think we weren't very good on that episode. We kind of came in and we're like, yeah, One Tree Hill's better. So probably I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surprised, but that's that's good. I think it was just an unlucky episode to come on, but it was still fun. It was still great. I really, we nice. really enjoyed being on there. I actually, I just bought their hoodie. I have it right here to support them. Oh, love it! Yeah, you guys are. I love the episodes and all four of you together. It's great. You can take on the world. <laughs> <laughs> I d- I don't know if there's gonna be another one uh, because I mean we will make it happen, but. Because every single episode is almost taken with uh, a with a Hall of Fame patron member, so it's kind of like there isn't. We we'll have to do like an additional summary of the season or something with them because uh, it is quite it is nice. I think we kind of see them as they say they see us as the American, uh, the British male versions of them, and we kind of see them the same way. We're kind of like the counterparts, but. We see them as kind of the more professional versions of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so sorry, those see. Oh yes. Um Friends. Yeah. Scrubs. And it is actually an equal tie between How Much Mother and Lost. Do you know what I knew you was gonna say Lost. I knew I had a feeling Lost was gonna be in there somewhere. Mm. I feel like I can't say that it's in my top five because I actually only watched it all the way through for the first time a couple years ago. But I was obsessed and so invested. I just, I love it. 
I I really, really, really want to do a Lost podcast. Like, I want it to be what's next because I feel almost as passionately about Lost as I do about One Tree Hill. I mean, it's different. Uh, It didn't, like, change my life or anything, but it was... It's. I started watching that show when I was in college, and by the time I'd finished, uh, my life was completely different. Like, as in, it was like a consistent thing with me. Like, what I couldn't miss an episode. I watched every episode in real time, every single week, as soon as it dropped. Um, And, yeah, it was kind of this, like, six-year thing that was, like, a weekly consistent thing for me. And, uh, And then I watched it again... Uh, well, my wife and I went uh, traveling and uh, in 2017 and we ended up, we found the beach that they filmed it on in Hawaii and I literally lost my mind. Like as in, like I just started running around because <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> um, like can you, you see like the, where you see the beach and you see like the woods there and you know, like they, like yeah. the, the camps and stuff they have on the beach. You just you you instantly recognize all of it and you can see where it was like taped off and everything still even like years after i just started running around like running into trees and into <laughs> the woods and just so excited um and there was no it one there magical. it was there, there was nobody there like no one and then on the where the water was were giant sea turtles like on the beach it was like this real surreal thing, but you had to like hike to get there. It wasn't like necessarily easy to get there. Um, and my wife was like so tired. She's like, please, can we just sit down on the beach now? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I know. I actually, um, I went to Hawaii in 2018. And because um, my boyfriend and I don't agree on any TV shows, except he got me into Lost. Okay. And we... For once, instead of me binging it, we watched it slowly because we didn't get to see each other all the time. So it was very rare for me. I watched probably like two episodes every couple of days. And I think it was, it took us six months. It was a huge ordeal. And I went to Hawaii with my friends and we did the tour. Have you been to Kalua Ranch? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. But at the time, I think I was still only on season two. So, did you go into the room where all the lost stuff was? Yeah, I, was I lost my mind in there like... as well. They had the computer in there. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't understand a lot of it. I was like, Oceanic 6 and Submarine. and But, yeah. Oh, the whole tour, the, the group that we were touring with... They just walked past that room. No one was interested. And I just like went straight in and like, I was like, oh my God, it's the computer. And I started like typing my name on it to be like, I type my name on the computer. And then there's a submarine. So I just like jumped on it. Like I was like, like a, like a seven year old child that's like out of control. Um, but yeah, I, that tour was so good. <clears throat> and they have like the Jurassic Park bit. Did you see that bit? Mm. You know, where they've got the tree, yeah. the fallen tree. You get the photo. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. good. So good loved it so the uh our tour guide we were talking to him afterwards like everyone got off the bus and we were just talking about lost actually and he said that he was uh he was an extra in the last season of lost and he got he was someone that like one of the others that got killed and i was like oh that's so amazing blah 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 and i had a i had a i had a hat on backwards and i've got um like a, a sleeve of tattoos um 
So I'm assuming this is why he did this. But uh, another wo- a woman that he worked with came up and he just inst- just turned around and just went, oh, you know, this is uh, David Beckham's son. This is Brooklyn Beckham. <laughs> and I was like, and I just played along with it. And I was just like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. And she was, this woman just lost her mind. And I ended up taking pictures with her and like her friends. <laughs> <laughs> and they left thinking that they had a picture with David Beckham's son. And uh, there's some woman out there that maybe has that picture on her fridge or something. <laughs> and yeah. it was just me. And she'll tell that story for the rest of her life with friends when they talk about, have you ever met any celebrities? And she'll be like, just like one time, 40 years ago. <laughs> Which... um, two quick things about Lost before we probably have to move on because it's not a Lost <laughs> We don't have to. We don't have to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I think I briefly heard you mention this, but is Sawyer your favourite character? Yeah. Because he's mine. Yeah. I actually, I think I have real feelings for Sawyer. I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) But seriously, he's my favourite. Well, I think think maybe we like him for different reasons, but um, (laughs) he's my wife's favourite as as well um but she she fell off of lost at the end like she'd never watched it and i watched it with her after we'd been on that trip i was like oh you have to watch it now and she really liked it but like a lot of people she kind of got a bit lost dare i say uh (laughs) towards the end um so yeah friends of mine did the same but um the other thing i was gonna say is that i i think i'm one of the rare few that i loved the ending same. We won't go into details, but um, I thought it was perfect. I loved it. I cried the whole episode straight and the episode before. I just remember, like, oh, I just sobbed. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, I totally, of course I get that. Um, there's, <laughs> I think that people are embarrassed to admit that they don't understand it. Uh, I, I think that there are some, uh, there's, I mean, that might not be, that might not be true. I'm sure loads of people get it and whatever, but I think some people have this misconception. I'm going to put it out. Look, we're, we're doing a spoiler episode. If you haven't seen the end of loss, skip forward one minute from now, make it two, make it two to be safe. But the, uh, the end, I think a lot of people think that the end is that everything that happened on the Island was in purgatory and didn't actually happen. And no, that's not true. Everything that happened on the Island, it all actually happened. Mm. The only bits that didn't happen in real life are like the flash sideways in season six. That is people meeting up to then go to the church, to go into the afterlife together with the people that meant the most to you in your life. It's important. And I don't think everyone gets it. Oh, (laughs) I have goosebumps. I haven't thought about loss in, in depth in so long. But no. And actually, I like to think that um, Sawyer and Kate ended up together after. The rest of the- <laughs> they probably but, did. No, right? that's so true. They get off on the plane together, don't they? So It is suggested. Yeah, but, suggested. Mm. I, I wanted, no, you know how um, we were saying that people don't like Lucas? In One Tree Hill, I think that quite a few people aren't a fan of Jack in Lost. Um, but I am, I have to Jack. say I am. Me too. Yeah, it ends perfectly. But um, just quickly, I really like in the church how Ben waits outside. I always think of that because yeah. he wasn't quite there yet to make amends with everyone. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a quick snippet that came to my head <laughs> yeah i i i just also will leave lost soon but the john john locke is maybe one of the best tv characters of all time he Has is to be. amazing yeah yeah and then ben. ben linus you know that the actor um he was meant to only do like two episodes as like a guest spot and then he did such a great performance they just made the character like permanent I think I do remember reading that. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome. Um, But okay. More on that when um, we start our Lost podcast airing in 2025. Through the looking glass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's actually someone else's I heard. That's actually uh, Lex and Ryan who do the Rivercourt cast or did the Rivercourt cast. I think he said that. He said if he did a Lost podcast, he'd call it Through the Looking Glass. And that's always just st- st- like stuck in my head that that's such a great name for a Lost podcast. And I haven't been able to think of a better one. So I do I need... Yeah. Well, so do you think there would be enough crossover fans from One Tree Hill that would listen to a Lost podcast? It wouldn't be the same amount, but I think so. I, I mean, have a I feeling don't... about it. I'm not bothered about the numbers, like about, you know, people mm. that I, I like that it's, well, I can't lie. It's nice that to have an audience to interact with and to do like exactly things like this with and to know that people, if people are listening and it has an effect um, and we've had some really humbling things like I've had, we've had multiple people say that they've had like losses, like people have passed away and like mm. struggles and things and that this like silly podcast has like helped in some way of just being a distraction or feeling like there's someone there even when there's not you know and and like I love all of that um and so having an audience does make it better but I'm also I just enjoy having the conversation so even if nobody listened I enjoy having the conversation myself if that makes sense definitely I feel like you and Don would still just be so happy just even if it was the next (laughs) four years just the two of you yeah i think well we've we've kind of agreed that we'll probably just keep doing this forever but whether that's um, possible or not who knows but uh, that's awesome that we know we'd have at least one listener lost so definitely well let's go back to one tree hill because there's probably no one listening anymore but (laughs) (laughs) well um okay so dom's come out oh wait hang on Right, that five or six, um, I love it. All really good. I've never seen Scrubs or How I Met Your Mother, but I know that they're well revered. Mm. Yeah, they're great. I recommend it. And do you have a a movie that everyone thinks is bad but you love? I guess it is somewhat popular, but I l- the one that came to mind was A Cinderella Story. Which Chad Makamari is actually in. Yeah, and I haven't seen it. You should watch it. I love it. It's so good. Is it Hilary Duff? Yes. Yeah, just, I think I have it. Mm, I, I Yes, I'll watch it. Just a classic early 2000s movie and Hilary Duff and Chad Makamari in 2003. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that, that's actually an interesting question. So how do you feel about... Do you, we know how you feel about the characters. How do you feel about the cast, like, in in real life? Like, I mean, are you... Oh. 
were you split by anyone is there anyone you know because there's there's the drama like the sophia bush chad michael murray drama and you know other parts like are there any who would you say your favorite real life person is from the cast hillary burton and sophia bush i um i actually read hillary burton's book recently it's and it's so good but obviously yeah and bethany as well they just they just seem so genuine in real life but um but i agree with everything that you guys have said before about chad michael murray when you hear the the stories of the early days, it does just seem like he was a bit young and obviously kind of landed into all this fame. And he's, what, 21? I can't say that I'd act any different. And yeah. same as a lot of people. And But it does seem like he's grown out of it now. But it just, like, he might have been a bit of, yeah. Dick. <laughs> yeah, I think it's be pretty. It's much rarer to find someone at that age with that amount of success and everything at their fingertips. It'd be much rarer to find someone that isn't a dick, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not to say that means we support how he was acting or whatever, but we, like, I, I did I, many douchey things, <laughs> you know, at that age and beyond. It's all part of our evolution, but we're lucky that we're not doing it in the public eye, you know. I, I actually wrote a little, I wrote some notes, and I was going to say it on the podcast, but then Dom wasn't here, and then I thought, well, it's kind of, I, if, 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 these, some of these things are kind of uh, a strange thing, actually. Like, in um, there were moments before we were having guests on where we would talk about, like I could would divulge more things and it's like I don't want to take up people's time when they're on the podcast with some of it if that makes sense but I I wrote some general notes about how a lot of the stories that I tell it's always placing myself as the victim uh, and it's like I don't want it to come across as a pity party because there's plenty of times where I've been the villain in the story you know and it's kind of the same way for everyone like growing up we all have moments where we feel hard done by, but the reality is there's plenty of moments where we're the ones, you know, doing that to other people. Um, so, yeah, I don't want people to think that I feel like I'm like a holier than vow type person because I've done plenty of bad things as well. No, no, you should never um, apologize. I think I love when you open up about that. And especially because I remember, I think in the earlier episodes is when you did it more with the notes. Mm-hmm, yeah. But no, no, I, um, yeah, I think you should definitely keep doing it because it makes a difference. It really does. Oh, thank you. It's, it's surprising how many stories there are. <laughs> like I don't plan on it. Like that's at the beginning, uh, I used to write some some notes of things that I thought I would share. And some of it was done because of recording errors. So like when we did our very first ever episode that had Liz and Michelle on it and Lex on it, I took it down and put it and I released it later because it had audio issues. And it, the particular part was when I was telling Dom why One Tree Hill meant so much. So all the audio was cutting out and whatever. So I just re-recorded it on my own and then it sounded really funny because there's no reaction. It's just talking into a microphone. So it sounded really staged. Um, And there's been like, there was a couple moments of things like that when there's been errors and things 
or uh, it didn't sound smooth because we're not confident with talking or, you know, at like how we do now. And that's just got more, that's just got more comfortable over time. Like now, like I can't really listen to them back because it's kind of like hard to hear some of these stupid things, but they're, uh, they're never really, they're never scripted or anything. They're just like, and I have no qualms of telling them because I think uh, I like to think if someone else heard it and they were, it could make them feel like, no, oh, well, that dumb thing that I did 10 years ago, I can laugh at that as well, you know? Mm. No, no, that's definitely how I felt listening to them. I think you should keep doing them, definitely. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> done. <laughs> well, yeah, done. Well, let's talk about some of uh, Dom's predictions. So he, he was... Um, well, he was he was is off the money on a few things. I mean, he thinks Jules is going to come back. I don't think we ever see Jules again, do we? No, no, that's it. But um, something else I was thinking that um, I was tossing out whether to bring up is that I guess, like for us that we know, but I guess as a first-time viewer, maybe it's not obvious that Keith is really leaving. Mm. And same as Felix. So, like, you you see them, like, you know, do the dramatic fade out. But, um, yeah, and he thinks Keith will be back pretty soon, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like, with, with Jules. So. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Actually, um, so the, the next episode that I'm coming on is Season 3, Episode 12, which, do you happen to know that just by me mentioning the number? No. no. Oh, so, is is thirteen the shooting episode? Was that sixteen? I think sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. But, um, episode twelve. It is such a contrast from the episode today. So episode twelve is um the the counselling one where they all talk about um where they want to be, mm-hmm. and the end scene is. Oh, actually, no. Keith was was arrested earlier that episode. Yeah. For and he's just so confident and he is just shutting down Dan and it's just complete one eighty from now and even the episode ends with Keith, Karen and Lucas all back together in the cafe. And that's where the scene where Dan's outside in the rain and in, in his car just watching. Yeah. And it's just crazy. It's just completely different. But so exciting. <laughs> yeah, those episodes are so Good. I mean, I I really I I'm concerned that I've overdone it on the Jimmy stuff. Like, I really want him to be blindsided by the Jimmy stuff, but like, I just can't resist it sometimes. Oh, like I wish I could see my face when I'm just you know listening, doing my thing, and then I hear you bring it up. I just I stop. I get it stresses me out so much, but it's so good. It's so good. Oh. Right there, um, in in the last episode you guys just recorded, um, Dom made a comment about Keith shooting Dan, if you remember. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I know. I yeah, I thought that was really good. I I love it when stuff like that happens. I I've said a couple that I think no one's even I even I something he said something about Dan. I said something about maybe Dan could be the mayor or something. Um, I've tried to slip a few of them in because um, I just think it's funny. But the the ongoing joke that like um, 
that Jimmy's like murders people in the woods and all this sort of stuff. Like, um, was like, I just keep pushing that because I want him to be like, I want it to add to the shock. But I think that as soon as Jimmy comes back, because he comes back the episode before the shooting, I think he only does mm. two episodes. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna know that something's gonna happen. Because I don't think he's gonna think mm. the school shoot. I think as soon as Jimmy's outside the school and he's like smoking the cigarette, I think he's gonna know that something's gonna happen. Mm. Um, but when Dan shoots Keith, I think he's gonna lose his mind. I know I have goosebumps, but that's it's got to be the most ant- anticipated thing of the show. Definitely. Oh yeah, but but it's good because it's keeping Jimmy on his radar. Because especially by how many weeks have passed by then, if you didn't mention it at all, he wouldn't even remember who Jimmy was. So at least you know it's it's keeping it's keeping his brain active, Jimmy. <laughs> But I mean, I always say for, yeah, for sure. And I think because it's kind of built up, I think as soon as he sees Jimmy in that episode before the shooting, he's, he's, he's going to go nuts. Like his reaction's going to be priceless. Um, so people must come on for them watch alongs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can record just his reactions because I, re- I don't record them because it's like a live thing also. I don't want people. Mm that are watching they don't you know they don't i don't want to record them because some people are watching it in bed and stuff you know um but i'm i think i can isolate the recording so it just goes onto his face because uh, his reactions he's a very he, he's very animated naturally with his reactions he's the sort of person that if you're in a cinema with him he's like laughing out loud at things and like <sighs> reacting no you have to record him um because I feel like it does seem like Keith is a character that would be in it until the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would definitely come as a huge surprise. But oh. I'm not going to pause that episode either. So when we do the watches, I, I pause it every 10 minutes. So we do it in like quarters and we're like, stop mm. and be like, what did you think? What do you think? And open up to everyone. But on that one, I'm not going to allow any stoppages because that it will ruin the flow and I don't want him to start thinking and predicting. I just want it to just go all the way through. But I think that one, I think we're going to have to do multiple episodes, podcast episodes on that one episode, because I've already confirmed, uh, Colin fix. He plays Jimmy. He's going to come on the podcast. Uh, but I said, that's what I, he said, he said he could do it in like a couple of months. And I was like, well, can we, I can't, I'd rather wait and do it for that episode. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then obviously wow. oh, we've got Lex, Lex and Ryan are coming on for that episode. So I, did you ever listen to the River Court? I didn't actually. I never heard of their podcast until you. But um, no, it's on, I will get to it. It's a really good <laughs> one. Yeah, to, but no. they didn't finish. Mm. They didn't get to that episode. Like their podcast. Uh, I actually. I did see when I looked them up that they ended the episode before or something. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> it killed me. That's why when, when I started, when we started the podcast, I said to Lex straight away, I was like, you have to come on with Ryan for that episode. Cause I need to know. Mm. What you're going oh, that's to say. huge. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for years. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I made this whole yeah. podcast just so I could hear your opinion. <laughs> exactly oh i can't even imagine um 
following you guys for this long and then that happened. I just, I couldn't We're sleep. Stopping. <laughs> yeah, just right at that episode especially. But obviously nothing against um, Lex and Matt. They're awesome, but um, it's just unlucky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah. But the... I mean, so she she was doing it with a guy called Ryan, and I think they just had different uh, like schedules, just con- you know, started conflicting or whatever. But um, we we would ne- we will never stop One Tree Hill. We won't stop. We will. I promise everyone we will get to the end because uh, I would be disappointed myself to come so far and and not and not get there. So it will definitely happen. And plus, we've got to finish with our finale, the twenty twenty five trip. So. Course, yes, mm. well, okay, so this is the most all over the place podcast episode <laughs> of all time. Um, but I love it, so uh, let, let's just do this in a different way, okay? We'll do it a little bit more rapid fire. I'll name the character, and then you tell me what you just yeah. you thought of them in this episode, and like some key key moments that you liked or things you didn't like. And we'll go over it like that. So let, like let's it. start with your girl, Peyton. She was so supportive this episode. She was there for everyone. My favorite part was when Anna tells her that it was Felix that spray painted her locker. And immediately she doesn't take that personal to her and she's concerned about Anna. And she goes, are you okay? Yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of people would just get angry and just be like... And, but, you know, because she knows it's not about her. It was about Anna. And she even says that. She goes, he was he was writing it for you, but he didn't know it. But I loved that. Same. And, it was a really good moment. Mm, really good. And showed her character yeah. to just be really true and, like, yeah, like you said, caring. It's a great Peyton moment. Mm. Yeah. And she was even the same... She was there for Jake the whole time and there wasn't even a question that she would be there for him. And she was also there for Brooke as well. Just, you know, come stay with me. Just so, just so casual. Yeah. Um, something I didn't like. That Peyton. I don't think there was anything. No, she was good this episode. She was good. Yeah. Well, what about Brooke? Because Dom didn't say anything much about Brooke, but she ends up moving in with Lucas, and it's the whole the girl behind the red door thing, which can which is like an yeah. iconic part. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he did, but Lucas painted his door red, or was it already red? He painted it. Right, right. I right. think, or maybe I'm thinking in he season three it, when he, he paints it black yeah. at one point, doesn't he? <laughs> But I think he does paint it red. It's things like that is what makes him the like the my favorite character or one of the best characters because his thoughtfulness goes beyond what anybody else does. I mean, Nathan has his moments, um, you know, and and later in the show he definitely has more moments. And you could argue that post Chad Michael Murray leaving, they even write more what would have been Lucas type moments into Nathan's character said it meant it come at me people. But, uh, like he, he's the most thoughtful person. One of the most thoughtful people in it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's, um, 
It's actually why, skipping ahead again, um, I chose the episode in season four to come on when Lucas is in a coma and he with Keith. Oh, yeah. Because I just love so much how all these little things that he does, um, it changes everything. It makes a difference in everyone's lives, all those thoughtful moments to each character, and it shapes everyone. Yeah. And it shows that it does make a difference. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, for sure. I love that episode as well. It's nice that we get Keith back. Yeah, so much good mm. stuff to cover. It's kind of like we're only really still kind of scratching the surface of what's to come on both ends. Like, I mean, I can't wait. This is way ahead. But uh, one of the most impressive episodes to me is it might be in season eight, which is when there's like the flood and the car crash on the bridge. Mm, yeah. Like the way that that's shot and everything is uh, it's a really it's really good. I, and there's on their like DVD extras. Have you watched any of the behind the scenes stuff? I haven't actually. No. You should. There's good stuff on there. Mm. We watched some on our uh, watch along when. Uh, why did we we missed a week for some reason? I can't remember why. Um, but we so we watched some of the behind the scenes stuff for, for season one. It was really fun to watch as like a group, but there there's loads of behind the scenes. There's like a whole feature out of how they made that episode and like all of the special effects and everything. It was, um, yeah, it was really good. I find that one really hard to watch actually. I don't know why I kind of dread when it comes on, but I think it's a really good episode. I think I just find it really painful. Just, being on the bridge and Brooke and Julian and everything, I just find it really upsetting to watch. It's very intense. But what, well, what, why we have this unique opportunity because we're doing spoilers? <laughs> what do you think Dom will think of Julian? I think you like him. Do you like Julian? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love him. But... He kind of fits to some of my sensibilities, and that he's he's quite a sensitive. He's a sensitive guy uh mm. he is creative um i mean some of these things are aren't like me but i like about him is he's very like he's like uh smooth talking he's confident he i like some of his like mm-hmm. charm and things what what do you like about him yeah definitely all those things and i just i love how he is with brooke as well that always stands out it's finally the guy she deserves, I feel. But, no, I love Julian, but she maybe Dom won't like him a whole lot. I think he'll like him, but maybe it will be the same as a Lucas in a way. Could be. I think he won't like him at first because we're introduced to him and we're not supposed to like him, are we? We're supposed to be mm-hmm. a bit untrusting of him uh, and then we sort of come round to him. Um I, I tell you someone that I don't like and I haven't ever heard anyone. I mean, I don't talk to anyone about this apart from, oh, now I talk to people about it every week. But uh, I really don't like, and I think this is going to be controversial. Oh, I can't actually even remember her name. Hang on. Oh, oh God. I think I know who you're going to say. Maybe. Uh, I can't Quinn? remember. Who? Quinn? 
No, no, I'm, I don't mind Quinn. I, I know that, that okay. Lisa Michelle that they didn't like her. Um, no, uh, the singer. She sings. She was with a brunette. Mia. Mia can't stand her. Annoys me. She's. I. I find her pretty annoying. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I like her. I like her more at the start. I think. But. I, like I find to... I don't get really attached to her storylines as it goes on. It's like, I don't really mind. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, I like, she's got a great singing voice and I liked her mm. at the beginning when they like discovering her and everything. I liked all of that. It's when she becomes, when she's like, she becomes really successful. I can't particularly remember the storyline, but she kind of just like ditches Chase and doesn't, and she breaks up with him in a text message or something. And she just refers to herself yeah. as a gypsy all the time. And, oh, I just sleep better in a tour bus than I do in a bed and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, just go go in the tour bus and drive off then. I'm done with you. And doesn't she come back and just expect to have Chase back, but he's with Alex by then? Yeah. yeah. I think I remember I don't like that. I, like, it feels like she just comes back and just wants everything to be good again, I think. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about Alex? She's okay. I, I like. I really. I think she's a really great addition to the show. But I don't always like her. But it's good, especially just in, throughout all of season seven. It's so frustrating with Julian because yeah. you just want Brooke and Julian just to be good. But yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> what about Clay? I love Clay and Quinn. I really do. But I don't I think people aren't really that phased by them either. I don't like them. But... I I always yeah, I I agree. I think people like indifferent to them, but I really like I like him more than her, um, because I think he's got a richer kind of backstory. Um, but I like her as well, but there are points where it's like there's not sometimes it's like she just has everything kind of has the perfect life except she's got like someone trying to shoot her or kill her and stuff like his like stalker or whatever but she kind of it happens know. yeah as it, as as it does <laughs> yeah um what about um uh, how i'm blanking you know i'm blanking on their names because it's like so far ahead um well some of this isn't that far ahead ah danielle ackles is her name rachel rachel yeah rachel Mm. katana katana what what about her i love rachel even though (laughs) your face (laughs) (laughs) um i'm not saying i love her as a person but i love having her character around Especially watching it lately, because now that I'm older, there's a lot of things that are very debatable. But like, she's very selfish and does some pretty horrible things. But um, yeah. How about you? Continues the mani- like sort of manipulation or little brother treatment of mouth, isn't it? And he sort of falls in love with her. I was about to say that. Well. Mm. Uh, I I like her. I like her. Um, I like her when she's 
I like her friendship that develops with Brooke eventually. Like Brooke kind of hates her at the beginning yeah. because she's like, you know, really good at dancing and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they have that rivalry. Uh, the the bit that I I don't like is when she comes back in like maybe season five or season six, and then mm. she just like steals Brooke's money. And uh, but they kind of I don't think they gave it enough gravitas it's almost like she just kind of left though it wasn't like a big enough point yeah she sold the money but we didn't see enough she kind of just went off into the distance and then we don't really see her again so um mm. i just wish she would have had a better conclusion as a character because i think she had enough time in the show she sort of deserved a proper send-off no definitely i always think that i think everyone feels that way it yeah it feels very just unanswered yeah mm. yeah good <laughs> oh what about millie i love millie yeah i like millie we've got all of that stuff to come mm. like drugs and zeros not a size and clothes yeah. over bros and uh mm. all of this stuff yeah and nathan's whole nba yeah, I mean, I've got these posters of 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 them right here of uh, from their. I don't have you seen it on Instagram, like their yeah. TV posters. So um, yeah, I see them every day. It's kind of <laughs> just right there, staring at me while I work and podcast. It's like I can't talk about this for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, okay, well let's so let's. Let's wrap up this one uh, or the people, the other parts. So what about Karen? Karen's really watering those plants in the cafe. She's really spraying those leaves. Mm. She has a lot going on. Um, yeah, I liked, because, you know, obviously she, well, I guess Dom's not here, but she she does love Key at this stage. Like she always has. Um, and I do like how much she was trying to be there for him and trying to make things right. Um, and Lucas tells her that he's not coming home as well, which you can tell hurts her a bit. Yeah. She doesn't completely understand kind of like she still knows that there's something missing. Well, and some of this is starting to set the the pieces together for the finale of this season which is my i think is my favorite finale of all of the finales um which is where dan's like burning in the dealership and it and it plays that song um i think it's called la La vina yeah (laughs) as soon as you mentioned yesterday you said oh actually i've got this well yesterday to me listening i've got this song that i'm gonna put in season three it's played in the season two finale i was like oh no i knew exactly what you're talking about i was like oh no and it's been stuck in my head all day and the all guy day. just uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but that song um, it's so perfect for that montage like it kind of has and the the way that it um it kicks up like a key just as like he realizes that the whiskey bottle has been tampered with or whatever and it sort of just goes up a level and it's all burning it's like 
And then it's like the sort of who did it. It's the who shot Mr. Burns in the Simpsons kind of situation. Yeah. I love that. It's epic. Yeah, I love that finale. But um, something else as well. It's pretty crazy how every... So Deb and Keith sleeping together just really does set off a chain of events that affects just the whole show. And yep. you don't really realize it at the time. It doesn't seem that big of a deal. But, and then just everything, even though season two isn't, it's not the best season, but it's, I think it's really important. It's really important because everything you... that happens with Jules and it all leads to the fire, which leads to Keith and the shooting. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause he shoots Keith thinking that Keith did it, the fire, right? But it was Deb. So, yeah. but I think you could put forth the, the, the argument that, Lucas leaving the river court to play at the Ravens is the, oh, the domino yeah. effect that changed all of the lives of like the adolescent characters. And then the Keith sleeping with Deb changes the lives of the adult characters. It's like those two mm. events are like change, you know, the trajectory for both sides, which mm, is awesome. So I love true. that. Right, I'm watching Dawson's Creek at the moment for the first time ever. And um, have you seen Dawson's Creek? I haven't, and I've all, but I've always known that I would like it and that I need to watch it. And it's funny, I feel like I'm watching your Instagram stories and I'm getting FOMO because <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. And I'm like, I need to watch this so I, could, I know what he's talking about. You should binge it and then you can watch it with me. Mm. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah one, I'm doing one episode a day. I'm loving it. Mm. But the um, but the reason I brought it up is because, and this isn't a spoiler, but the adult characters in that get like maybe 15% of like the story time and the rest is on the younger characters. It's like where in One Tree Hill, maybe mm. it's like 60-40 maybe to the younger characters. Uh, but here it's a lot a lot less but um but yeah i think you'll really like dawson's creek it's uh mm. i'm really enjoying it and i'm enjoying some of the nostalgia of it even though i didn't see it then but i still feel nostalgic towards it because it's a bit earlier so it's like more late 90s um so yeah i, I it's on netflix here so i'm sure it's probably on netflix there as well yeah it is on something but yeah i'm gonna do it do it I'm, I'm only i think i'm like 12 episodes in so you can catch up quickly and you oh. can do do one a day you'll steam yes, ahead of excellent. me won't you i can tell <laughs> i know i have no self-control i do this in every rewatch podcast i just i don't know how dom does it and you oh <laughs> uh, yeah well i i binge the podcast more than the tv stuff I, I could get through a podcast what what other podcast do you like so i listen to the scrubs rewatch podcast as well mm-hmm. um but actually another one of my favorites is armchair expert with duck shepherd oh yeah. To that? yeah no i've seen yeah. it on like the itunes homepage, but i haven't listened to it oh, but i like so him mm, i love him um what else do I listen to? And I've started listening to the OC as well, the rewatch one with Melinda Clark and. Oh yeah, Richard is it good? Wilson. So good, so good. Um, you know they were going to do a One Tree Hill one, but it just hasn't materialised. It's meant to be with Sophia Bush, Hilary Burton, and Bethany Joy Lenz, but 
I don't know what's happened to it. Mm, that would be epic. Yes, <laughs> I I would yeah. be there. I would subscribe immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't even think of what else I listen to. Yeah, how about you? I'm I'm out at the moment. Like I've finished my podcasts. Like so, I'm looking for a new one. That's partly why I was asking as well. But my favorite podcast of all time, hands down, is uh, a podcast called Hey Do You Remember, and uh, it's a movie podcast, and it's about like '90s nostalgia, '90s and '80s movies. And uh, they've just finished. They've been going for like eight years. I just uh, I just did a podcast on my YouTube channel with one of the hosts. And it's actually probably like my proudest podcast episode that I've ever done. Like I was really happy with it. Um, just talking about 90s movies. So if anyone's interested in that, it's on my Instagram, YouTube channel and whatever. But uh, that one is so good. And if you listen to... Uh, have you seen the movie The Little Giants? haven't no or what like cool run-ins mighty ducks like all these types of movies um but you'll hear some of our style or maybe some of my like confidence is through some of how they've done it there's definitely some influence from them because uh they tell their own stories on there as well like in relation to like what movie they've done and one of the one of the uh, hosts called chris his stories are so funny. They make anything I've said sound like tame. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I really recommend that one. But besides that, I listened to um, like a Lost podcast. That was a really good one called Looking Back at Lost. And it was just one guy on his own. Yeah. And it was really good. I mean, imagine, how, how, imagine how hard that must be. Um, and that one's that quite old. Be. I think it ended in like 2013 or something uh and then i listened to lex and matt i listened to river court um yeah i i need i need a new one really so mm. people have been telling me to listen to a dawson's creek one mm. do you find that listening to all these rewatch podcasts just changes the way that you view tv shows especially yes. being a podcast host do you find just your brain is just analyzing everything because like, even i find that with mania i can't look at everything the same <laughs> yeah i think it i <laughs> think it changes your uh i think it changes the way that you think about it sometimes like you think oh like you're aware that oh this is a narrative that's being pushed or oh they're foreshadowing this because they're seeding this in i think you sort of mm-hmm. think about it more analytically but like, i i would never allow myself to listen to anything one tree hill related until we've finished this podcast because i don't want my opinion to be swayed by anybody else's um so yeah i think i i, I love it but i think it's uh it definitely does change things yeah mm. i okay <laughs> I am really all over the place here. I'm really enjoying it, so I I hope that me too. Yeah, no, I'm like I don't think they usually get this sidetracked. Is it me? But no, 
I but I think that's part of it. Like I enjoyed us having the conversation. So it's like uh, I hope mm. hopefully that just translates and people enjoy listening to it. But and then uh, let's talk about let's see some of the other other key points. So oh, uh, Andy is pushing the Motorola Razor again. He's up in the screen and uh, he's gonna. Uh, provide like legal counsel or lawyers or whatever for Jake. So that was like a nice moment. Uh, we've spoken about the Anna stuff, spoken about the Lucas stuff. The Dom spoke about the fight that happened in the in the dealership. So oh, we've got a great moment coming up. In the, must be in the next episode where Karen does the same as what Keith did, but the window's not there, isn't it? Or she gets the other window. Is that right? Yeah, I know. I love that in the end, in the next few episodes, that it feels like everyone at some stage throws something through that window. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely is coming up. Um, yeah. Well, is is there any particular points that you want to touch on? Or should we go into before we go into our judgments? I know this has been all a bit all over the place. <laughs> no, no, it's been great. Um, Nathan and Haley. Oh yeah. Oh god. Haley. It's a lot of their it's um a lot of their flashbacks of Nathan driving to see her. That's right, and like getting in the shower with her and stuff and these are all like nice moments, but uh mm. I've been getting I've been getting hit hard by one particular listener on Instagram about about me making comments about Haley. So I just need to make it clear. Like I think that Haley is acting poorly in this season, but she is still one of my favorite characters and potentially because she's one of my favorite characters and because we know her as like a great character, it makes us harder on her for acting this way because we know that this is kind of out of left field really. Uh, but we all make mistakes. We all do dumb things. Part of her evolution. She's a young person. And so it's fine. But at the same time, it's not nice to watch it, you know? Um, so I mean, where where do you sit on the Haley side of things? Well, that's why it's it's such a big debate, and you know everyone remembers this storyline. But I'm I'm always torn, but because I I understand that urge for Haley of when you have that feeling that you need to follow this dream, yeah, and you know that everything else that you're doing isn't the right thing, but you just know that you have to do this. I do understand that feeling, but um, it's obviously so frustrating because it just feels like she doesn't care at all, the consequences for Nathan. And especially even in this episode, I find it so frustrating that she doesn't run after him after he leaves. I know. And he travelled all the way there. And then and she had the picture of Chris up on the mirror. Like that bothered mm. me. Like a picture of just him on his own. Like, why? Mm. And she barely calls or anything. Like, I know. And then I think it's in a few episodes' time. She blames it on, oh, Nathan said he didn't want to talk to me. But no. Um, um, I've noticed as well that it's, I feel like it's it's definitely foreshadowed in the first episode of season two um, at the end of it when they've just been married, but Nathan and Haley have... um, well, Haley just kind of panics that their CDs don't match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of foreshadows the rest of the season. Like, she's the one that's just like, I can't do this. I'm not a wife. I'm not even a senior. And, um, and Nathan's the one that 
you know, tells her they're going to get through this. And... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she has the doubts after, you know, she didn't have the doubts at the beginning. Like she was very strong willed when they went to their, her parents and, and all of that. So, yeah. It's a good point. It's just difficult to watch, but I think this is part of the reason why season two is not massively popular with people as being their like favorite season, even though it has its like highlights as well. But yeah. it's very hard, especially because it it goes on for a long time as well. And but I guess yeah, that's what happens in TV shows, and it takes a long time for them to make amends as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've got the whole Batman thing to come and all of that. <laughs> okay, well, should we uh, should we go into Judgment Land? Yes, sure. Well, before we go there, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and if you managed to listen through to this point without getting frustrated that we didn't talk about Wondery Hill the entire time, but perhaps we got you enthusiastic to listen to a potential lost podcast at some point uh then please help us rate review subscribe people can go to ravenshoops.net for our patreon why sophie because basketballs go through hoops but they also go through nets ravenshoops.net so sophie who was your favorite performer of this episode sophia bush Solid. Because um, when I was watching it, I just felt like her character kind of, she did it all, like all the emotions. She was pretty sad and vulnerable at the beginning. And then she is really bitchy with Nikki and she's angry, furious with Felix. And then she's happy at the end. And she just performs the, all of that so well. She's so good at every emotion. <laughs> Yeah, she is great. She is really great in this episode. I, I, she was up there for me, but because because she got my tears, she stole my tears from me. I'm gonna give it this week to uh, Danielle Alonso, who plays Anna, uh, particularly for that sort of final final scene. I thought it was so good. It was really well underscored by the music as well. Um, so yeah, who about your favorite character? Peyton. That's a good choice. For the reasons I said earlier, just that she was just so supportive for everyone, for Brooke and Jake and who else am I missing? Brooke? Jake. Anna. Anna. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I I agree. I agree with Peyton. I was going to choose her as well um, for the same reasons. <laughs> And it's so nice to see her like upbeat and even though all this like horrible stuff's happening. So yeah, Peyton. Did you have a background performer, one line or less? I found it was really hard to choose one, but I always find it hard to see the background performers. I never notice them. But um I just took note of the um the other staff members in the dealership when Keith and Dan get into that fight and um yeah <laughs> I had the subtitles on the screen and I just see someone shouts who is that guy <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like sold winner yeah that's the guy I like that uh mine was the poor the poor girl that was the band geek for that 
Brooks like band geek oh. or move or something like that. Oh, I wrote this down. It was um band geek staring. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Poor girl. So mean. But Poor yeah. Girl. I thought it was a guy. Well, poor person, let's say. Poor person. Uh, did you have a favorite song? Yes, I really like, um, and I go out of my way to listen to, the song at the end, um, What Are You Afraid Of? by West Indian Girl. And that's so funny you say that, because I like that song so much, I actually looked it up and I wrote the name down. But and that was it. Yeah, that's a great song. Mm, it's great. Yeah, music is um, a huge part of why I love One Tree Hill as well got to mention that do you find yourself when you hear the songs like if you're just like you know in the car or wherever that makes you think of the scenes that it's in in one tree hill definitely it reminds i don't know it just reminds me of the intensity of the scene usually but um it actually listening to your podcast made me realize that i think i rate the episodes or I define a good episode by the montage and the song. Cause that's usually what I remember. <laughs> what I enjoy the most. Um, and then I hear you guys talk and it makes me realize, Oh yeah, there's more to the episode than just the, the final few minutes. <laughs> Those montages are so powerful though. Um, yeah. My favorite one is the, I've said it loads of times. I think it's, it's episode eight of season one where it's the, don't go with your dreams untold by pete francis like i love that's like the moment i fell in love with the show i think um so yeah did you have a favorite line favorite line it's a bit cheesy but i i went with lucas saying um i wasn't ready to let go of the girl behind the red door oh yeah that's Mm. nice just because it's just so iconic the the red door yeah that uh, that is a good line and the whole stuff with like karen saying to brooke you know it's not going to be easy i'm going to treat you this way i'm going to treat you like you're a teen and then her hugging her and just being like really happy to have the boundaries i think that's a really nice moment yeah it's really sweet she says it's um it's just like having a real mom yeah just like having a real mom uh i wrote a couple a couple down um Close the door. It's the one without uh, Dyke painted on it. That was a good one. Uh, I had no idea I was a Grand Wizard's next door neighbor. That really cracked me up because the way she's like quick fire, like saying it to him. Um, mm. But <laughs> my favorite line was Dan's line uh, to Keith. He went, Check any yellow pages under W for whore. Actually, she's not that bright. Better check under H. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that. That whole oh, moment. So of him, brutal. Like, he, he, he can't keep up the facade anymore. It's like, oh, no, it's too good. And he just has to like lap up his like evilness. It's so good. Mm, exactly. I actually, um, for some reason this stood out. Nikki just saying to Brooke, and my favorite travel agent. <laughs> I liked that line. That's um, good. We barely even touched on that bitchiness. You and Don would have gone on about that for a while. I imagine. Well, well, yeah, we get the the period out of the nose comment and stuff. Yeah. They're really good moments of like solidarity between Brooke and Peyton. Like that's mm. they're like those classic, you know, moments. That's nice. Uh, I ha- I have a couple other notes in here. Did you did you notice Lucas wearing a hoodie that was like a Nike hoodie and uh, 
it was very Nathan like, and I was thinking maybe Lucas is like just borrowing some of Nathan's clothes while he's uh, living there, and then also his hair is growing back. And that makes me so happy because I prefer his hair a little bit longer, okay? I don't know why, I just do. So, <laughs> Me too. You're only human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. And last but not least, the precious, precious rating. <laughs> so, did you have a number, of, without saying before we started this conversation i did has it increased decreased or stayed the same during the conversation said the same okay i i also had a number it also stayed the same so after three we'll say at the same time and then we will see where we're at ready yeah okay one two three Eight. Seven. Ooh. It's close. Give me your reasons for a seven. Why you think it's a seven and not an eight. Uh, to me, it kind of feels like it's a bit of a filler episode in a way. Like a lot of important things happen, but it's it's not one that usually stands out to me. And I don't find it like very entertaining to watch and then Felix is just painful to sit through but mm, it's just not one of my like favorite episodes yeah I can see that I think like the memorable parts are like the um Keith breaking the window that's like memorable Mm. and then um Anna's sort of uh, confrontation against Felix that's like memorable there's a couple and I guess the behind the red door part um, but I guess there are other parts in it that are a little bit you know just uh, I'm not going to say pedestrian but you know just moving the things along without it being Mm. like like the episode before like the wedding it's like a big one you know and we've got Mm. to wait maybe I can't remember if I think this next episode is where Jake gets put into jail i think so <laughs> so i think we've got some um, big things to come yeah huge um but no i was i was having thoughts that i could go higher so i know this isn't much of a fight but i'm i'm quite happy to go up to an eight well i'm also happy to go down to a seven so <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so you seven choose the as the guest what do you want you want a seven or an eight eight <laughs> okay that works i'm happy with yeah. it well okay so we're officially calling this one an eight uh this has been a pleasure i've really enjoyed this conversation and uh it feels like even though we've only just just met i feel like uh you know i could talk to you for hours about all kinds of things and uh you know i love that i know i feel the exact same way i was um i was so nervous about coming on but no, it was so much fun. I loved it. Excellent. And Thank I look you. forward to Thank when you. we come on, when we do again in the next season and all of the seasons. And then hopefully you can come on to some of our watches. I know that they're at a difficult time, the time difference, because uh, it's like six in the morning or something. Uh, it's it's about 10 a.m., 9 a.m. for me. Oh, so okay. I'm at work usually. Right. Yeah. And That's it's, rough. I don't know. 
while everyone else is watching one trio. <laughs> well, maybe we'll try and like you know differentiate the times at some point or something to you know make it more more fair, more even. But, uh, I would but... hope you would change your schedule around me and everyone else. <laughs> so specifically me. Definitely, we're. I'm all about that. Mm. Well. Okay, well, before we go, you have to choose an accent that we're going to do the Ravens in. Mm. I don't know why I thought of this, but what about you do Australian and then I'll do um, a British accent? Okay. Um... I don't know, unless you have a better one. I don't know, no. I can't think. No, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm just really bad at accents in general, but let me think. Okay. Uh australian talk a little <laughs> it's going into irish talk a little oh, hello mate oh yeah <laughs> oh ravens oh yeah what <laughs> can i hear yours um we just say ravens don't we ravens yeah um yeah we just <laughs> i want to no you're not getting away with that i want to hear a few more words an insult um Ravens. Actually, I was just trying to do your voice. <laughs> um, ravens? Yeah, that sounds good. Ravens. Ravens. Oh, you turned into Oliver Twist. Yeah. <laughs> ravens. I love it. I love it. Okay, right. All right, mate. We're going to do it. We're going to go down under into the Ravens. So... <laughs> Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. Ravens.